I could see this turning into a great Dateline special. Where is Betsy Ross? Welcome to the Only Child Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Wallace. Have you ever felt like you didn't receive the how-to brochure on life? That you didn't get enough guidance about major life issues? So did I. You don't have to be an only child to feel this way. In my podcast, we'll explore some of the best ways to better navigate adulting while doing so with humor and light. Welcome everyone to the Only Child Diaries podcast. Before I get into today's topic, I want to share a little bit about what's coming up. I'm really excited that the next episode of Only Child Diaries will be my first interview. I'm talking to comedian, real estate broker, wife, mother, and most of all, only child, Amy Brick. I hope you'll tune in and find out more about how Amy grew up an only child, how she's navigated having two children, and has become a successful real estate broker in today's competitive real estate market. This interview is coming up next week. Further down the line, I just interviewed author Star Bradbury, who wrote a book about navigating your parents' later years. But don't stop listening. It's about so much more than that. And it relates a lot to us only children, whether or not we still have our parents, but we'll get into that as well. I'm working on editing that interview right now, and I'll keep you posted about when it will go live. And finally, I want to thank everyone for listening. We have a lot of new listeners in new places, new countries, and that's been really fantastic. Thank you for your support. Every one of you is so important to me. Today, I'm going to talk about something patriotic in honor of Independence Day here in the United States, or 4th of July, as we call it. For anyone in the workforce, it's a chance for a long weekend, a chance to sit by the pool and relax, or just relax in general. But it's so much more. I don't necessarily have any funny stories about the 4th of July or any dysfunctional ones either, not like the other holidays. But I remembered our trip a few years ago to Philadelphia, a town that is literally bursting with American history and red, white, and blue. The town just breathes American history and patriotism. My husband and I traveled there one recent October for a fundraising conference I was asked to speak at. I was so very honored. I was also very excited to have the opportunity to see Philadelphia, a city I had never visited. I really love exploring new places. And honestly, Bill and I fell in love with Philly. The town has a lot of diversity which made us feel really comfortable. The quaintness of the history mingled with today's world brings a special richness. They have installed a sizable amount of public art all around the city, which I think makes 
for a fuller experience. And some of the public spaces reminded me of Europe. Outside of the conference activities, when I made our flight reservations, I built in some extra time to do some sightseeing. We didn't really have time to go to each iconic spot individually and spend a lot of time. So we went on one of those bus tours of the city. We didn't really want to do that given our experiences living in Hollywood and all the tourist buses that used to pass through the neighborhood. They were constant. They were annoying (laughs) and so obvious. When I visit a new place, I try to blend in better. But let's face it, sometimes you just have to be a tourist. You don't have a choice. One place we did choose to visit was Betsy Ross's house. One thing about Philadelphia, they have old things. (laughs) Here in California, especially Los Angeles, I can't think of many things that are that old structure-wise not like bicentennial old or, you know, like Europe old. Traversing up and down the stairs alone in Betsy's house reminded me of Amsterdam and the tight, narrow staircases there. It was treacherous to go up and down those staircases, three stories. Some were circular, which made the steps even smaller. (laughs) Stay on the outside. It was like just walking down the side of a cliff. They even had signs warning you about the stairs. I'm grateful that my knees weren't fully as bad as they were before my surgery. Otherwise, I would have been in big trouble. One thing about the old days, people obviously didn't have big feet back then. Or if they did, there must have been a lot of falls on the stairs. No way it was safe to travel up and down these stairs with size 10 shoes or bigger. I imagine those old shoes didn't have ridged rubber soles. Those stairs must have been slippery. When I tour an old structure like Betsy Ross's house, it's easy for me to try to imagine living there, functioning there, or maybe not functioning there. The rooms are so small, I would have a hard time actually living there. The thing they'll tell you about the Betsy Ross house is that they aren't entirely sure this is the exact spot her house was. It might have been next door. Oh, that's cool. How many things get lost in the translation over time anyway? Just in the space of a few years. So imagine over the course of centuries. And they've had to restore and replace some of the original structure because let's face it, Betsy Ross lived from 1752 to 1836. So yes, even though there are older things in Philly than maybe Los Angeles, that doesn't mean that everything held up all this time. It was funny because in one room, they had an employee, an actress of sorts, playing the part of Betsy Ross, sitting there and interacting with the guests. We were allowed to talk to her and ask her questions. 
and pretty much everyone was trying to get her to break character. She had obviously encountered this from day one, so she had all of her answers down. Betsy Ross was definitely not an only child, being the eighth of 17 children, but health and disease being what it was in those days, only nine of the children survived childhood. Talk about a crapshoot. Is that why mom and dad turned out 17 kids? Being childless myself, I just can't imagine. 17. Wow. Betsy was actually an upholsterer. That's what she apprenticed for. And as the story goes, made the first American flag. That's why she's the icon she is. Although there are reports that another woman, Rebecca Young, actually made the first flag. And Betsy wasn't credited for making the flag during her lifetime. That kind of sucks. But she did go on to make flags for the next 50 years. I guess the upholstery business wasn't what she hoped. One of the interesting things is that they moved Betsy's remains and those of her third husband, John Claypool, to the courtyard of the property. They weren't originally buried there. First, she was laid to rest at the Free Quaker Burial Grounds in Philadelphia. Yes, Betsy was a Quaker. Then her and John Claypool's remains were moved to the Mount Moriah Cemetery. And in 1975, in preparation for the American Bicentennial, city leaders ordered the remains moved to the courtyard of the Betsy Ross house. However, cemetery workers found no remains beneath her tombstone. Bones found elsewhere in the family plot were deemed to be hers and were reinterred in the current grave visited by tourists at the Betsy Ross house. I mean, that's kind of awkward, isn't it? It could really be anyone. I could see this turning into a great Dateline special. Where is Betsy Ross? Well, anyway, I guess Betsy knows where she is. Also, in the courtyard is a fountain, which is surrounded by 13 triangles, making up a circle. And each one is transcribed with the name of one of the original 13 colonies. There are also two cats on the fountain, which to me make it just really cool. Well, it's all really cool. When we finally finished touring the Betsy Ross house, and of course, stopping at the gift shop, Bill and I came out onto the sidewalk and were deciding where to go next. Like a page out of the tourism brochure, a woman walked up to us and asked if we needed help. She said we looked like we didn't know where to go, and we really didn't. We were both hungry, but like anything when you're hungry, you could easily just start walking down the wrong street where there are no restaurants and end up even hungrier. We're not good when we're hungry. <laughs> this lovely woman suggested some nearby spots and we were on our way. And before we found food, we actually found a great little clothing gifty type shop. 
And yes, we did eventually find some good food. Most everything about our trip was great. It did rain a couple of days, and rain isn't always ideal on a trip, but at least it wasn't a torrential downpour. There's so much history to explore in Philadelphia, it's almost like living in a history book. Happy 4th of July, everyone. I hope if you are celebrating Independence Day, you'll take a moment to appreciate our country's rich history and some good old-fashioned summer relaxation as well. That's all I've got for today. Don't forget, next week, we're talking to comedian Amy Brick. I hope you'll join me. If you like this episode, please follow the Only Child Diaries podcast on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you might listen on. And consider rating Only Child Diaries and writing a review. It helps others to find us. Please share it with a friend you think might like it as well. Visit my Instagram page, Only Child Diaries, or Facebook, Only Child Diaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tracy Wallace, and these are the Only Child Diaries. <laughs>